I think I went to a wedding. <laughs> See, hold on. I do like the difference between last week's not a episode and this week's episode is last week. I was like, I went to a wedding. And this week is, I think I went to a wedding. Like, I like, I was scrolling through the photos of what looked like a very beautiful ceremony, and then I see a bunch of people dancing, and I don't see you, and all I can think is that's because there was not a photographer at the bar, where Blake probably was the whole time. No, I, I was dan- I danced a lot, thank you very much. Apparently. Yeah, apparently, because I, there was a boy who I went, oh, that's not Blake. And then, like, <laughs> like an Animorphs comic, you turned and I went, oh, that's Blake. Blake's dancing with people. He's Patrick swayze up. I was something. <laughs> Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's a biggity black Oh, that was nice. It was good. It was very pitchy. And we're gonna kick some ass. <laughs> and Midnight Fitness Mastermind, Scotty Moore, the S, as it were. That's right, dude. It's me. This is the energy I bring to the show every week, because I'm the wacky one. Yep, that's your job now, and I'm the one to tell you that this is a podcast about creativity and bullshit. A little yeah. bit of both. And a little bit of all. How about we get the bullshit out of the way first, because I do have some bullshit this week. Okay. And it's, I want you to think about movie. I think The Breakfast Club is probably most famous for doing this, the whole, my dad caught me pa- smoking some cigarettes, so he made me smoke a whole carton. That kind of that kind of punishment. Oh, did you catch did you catch your baby smoking cigarettes? My no, the baby's on meth, but that's not what the problem. <laughs> oh, we were that's having. fine. I forgot y'all live in Oxford, Aniston. <laughs> yes. Um. No, it, we took a. I we did that same approach, but for something a lot more docile, and it's very weird because essentially, the boy wakes up at six in the morning and it's the worst thing possible and saturday morning emily wakes up turns to me and goes oh no what it's seven o'clock he's not woken us up which means something's going down oh no i've heard about that feeling before yeah, so I went, oh, no. So I, she goes, almost as if he is a robber in our own house, she nudges me, like, go check. Please, I'm afraid to go see. Went, okay. So I stand up, and I walk in the living room to discover the child watching Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. <laughs> And it's right at the point where Kevin McAllister meets Donald Trump, and it took everything in my heart not to walk up, point at the screen, and be like, hey, fuck this guy, right? And then just go back to sleep. So I did go back to the bedroom, and I looked, and I said, oh, he's just watching Home Alone 2. And she goes, now that's a problem. Oh, is he not allowed to watch, like, I thought it was, like, PG. Is there anything bad in it? She goes, no, the problem is the fact that we do not own Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. And at this point, now he's up. Yeah, now he's up. He's ignoring the film, running around the house. And then we come in, and we're like, did you buy the good, good Kevin McAllister film. And he goes, it was just like $15. It's okay. And he had $5 from his birthday that we were keeping. And he goes, here's five and hands it to me. Like it was out of my bank account. And I was like, thanks dude. (laughs) Pocket this. Um, and so I look at Emily, I go, well, he doesn't appear to be wanting to watch the film anymore. Give me your phone. I'll go into Amazon. I'll cancel that order. And you'll get refunded. It'll be fine. 
and then I open the phone and go to orders. And not only has he purchased Home Alone 2, he has also purchased Detective Pikachu. The boy has had an active morning. And so I then turn to Emily and go, okay, well, let's teach him, like, how to earn money. So basically it was me being like, hey, let's get a fucking free butler for the day by, like, making him pay for the films through his hard work. That was my idea, which uh-huh. I'm sure you'll agree seems normal-ish. Yeah! Whereas, it, well, it teaches them, you know, you gotta earn them dollars. <laughs> it's, the, it's fucking Scrooge McDuck. He's learning how to be self-sufficient and get his first dime. Scrooge McDuck has a magic nickel that gives him <laughs> money. Look, he earned that by being smarter than the smarters and tougher than the toughies. And then he never had to work a day in his life again. No, don't say. Firstly, it's a lucky duck. Look, you remember the conversation where you got mad at me about Star Wars? We're about to go there with DuckTales. Just, look, I'm, I'm just oh, saying. Fucking, anyone on Twitch tuning in just sees both of us as you're like, he didn't have to work. And I'm like, he fucking worked in a dollar bit, you piece of shit. shit. And he just got a small loan of a magic coin. A small loan. Wait, hold on. How far are you in the modern DuckTales? Because I'm talking modern, not old DuckTales. Oh, now listen, you've always got to think about the OG when you're uh, when you're kind of going down these rabbit holes. Yelling I mean, timber. Yeah, yelling timber. Yeah. God damn it, what, what happened? The only thing in modern DuckTales that's magic about Scrooge's nickel, spoiler alert, also it's a dime, is the fact that it currently contains the soul of magic and dispel. Spoiler alert. Anyways, uh, so Emily goes... And it oh, gives that's... him free money. <laughs> Emily goes, that's a good idea, but I've got a better one. CJ, come in here, calls the boy in and goes, did you buy Detective Pikachu as well? No. You sure? Because we can see it literally right here. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And then his mom just goes, well, fine. Well, you're going to go in there and sit down and watch all of Detective Pikachu and Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. And I'm just staring at her like, the thing he wanted to do? What kind of punishment is this? Because, listen, I will say, as a understanding what children are like when you force them to do something when you tell them to do something it doesn't matter how much they wanted to do it before they immediately no longer want to do it so that's actually i think that's pretty good i think they're both good ideas and credit to her i walked in later that day and he was on the couch and i've never seen a boy look more upset to be watching Tim Curry's fun antics up on the screen than this child who's, like, curled up in the fetal position being like, no, I don't want to watch anymore. And I dad it up. I'm like, nope, sit on your butt. You're going to finish Kevin McAllister's fun, fun story, and then you're going to take an AR reading quiz on this film. And you know what? If you don't make a good enough score, you got to watch it again, bud. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna ruin you with this film. I mean, there were You're going to be I'll, wanting to go to school. Like, I had to go to work, and I was really tempted to walk up, pause the film, and give him a slow hug while rewinding the film. And then leave it and be like, all right, buddy, enjoy the ten minutes you just watched again. Yep. I think that's actual torture, though, so don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do that to the boy. So, yeah, that's what my week's been, is a whole lot of that, and then also, uh, and I'm going to talk about this later, I'm starting a new project, which does involve me getting healthier, which means Saturday night was Scotty's farewell to drinking tour, which meant buying a lot of ginger beer and fucking myself up on Conor McGregor's whiskey. (laughs) That's funny, because I also got very drunk on Saturday. Yeah, well, also my favorite part was at the end of the night, I bought Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping on our Amazon account and stopped watching it halfway through, and I was like, oh no, she's gonna sit me down and force me to watch all of Popstar tomorrow, damn it. Then you had to watch it. 
Yeah. So why did you get super wasted that we haven't already definitely teased in the cold open? I'm still not sure if I went to a wedding or not. I I'm... will say, it does look like they got a tiny Blake stand in, because you are a stout boy. Like, you're an average-heighted, average-girthed man, and I was... Flipping... That's an interesting way to say it, but okay. <laughs> And I was flipping through the wedding photos. I'm like, oh, her dress looks lovely. Oh, the venue looks amazing. Oh, I, and I forgot. I couldn't remember if you were a um, a, a, a dude of honor or not. <laughs> and Yeah, I was a bride I, dude. Yeah, bride dude. And so then I went, I was like, oh, he is there. Oh, he's real, real tiny. So it might not have been you. Well, it that's because been... what happened was... The great no, no, no. way that we were decided to be... I want to quickly explore the fantasy that it was a goblin child that they gave a transforming medicine to and sent him in your place. So because like the... I was already at the bar. Yeah. Um, but no, what they decided to do is they decided to... Um, the ceremony took place on a gazebo, had several steps. It was very tiered. So what they decided to do was like, okay... We'll line the maids of honor down, and we'll line the groomsmen down. And they decided, hey, let's put the tallest ones up at the top. Let's yeah. go from tall to short, so the short one looks really, really fucking short. <laughs> you look so short! Like, I loved watching the wedding video, and it's everyone like, hey, I hope you guys have a wonderful life together! And then it cuts to you, but you're just this tiny, stout goblin we'll boy. represent the lollipop the lollipop I hope you guys have a good time on any moon. Come on over here, give me a hug! <laughs> then you run up, and you're like, literally ankle height to them. They're like, get away! It's like, oh, this is... Oh no, it's an underwear gnome. Yeah. I will say, this is now, it, it, you are almost having the exact opposite experience of the wedding I went to a couple of weeks ago, because all of the photos I've seen myself in, I don't like the size I am either, but it's certainly not because I'm too small. I'll let you know that right now. We'll represent the lollipop dude. And then, yeah, then that was, um... Meanwhile, on my end, I'm like, snore, snore like snore. That is way too active to be a Snorlax. You have to already be asleep. Yeah. Um, so that, after that, you know, it was great. It was a fantastic ceremony. Um, two of my good friends got married. Um, their officiant was their dungeon master for D&D, &D, and he, um, he, he gave them their vows on a dungeon master's guide. This was the most on-brand thing for them I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, yep, this is accurate, actually. Yeah, it was definitely, it was very good. Oh, and then there was the open bar, which is what I really liked. <laughs> Please, like, that's what we're going to spend the next 20 minutes talking about. The thing I've brought to the table this week are open bars. Who needs so, them? Me. Um, you know what? And it was also very good. Josh spent so much time curating the playlist. Every song was a fucking banger. Um, but the open bar, really. So, Did he ever come up with a, um, a, a suitable... And this was... We may be able to talk about this on the show. He was very curious on Twitter about a suitable replacement for the remix to Ignition that wasn't by some nasty, weird pervert. <laughs> I don't... I don't know... I suggested a pony by Genuine, so if you cranked out any pony, that was me. We did not crank out pony, although that would have been very fun. Yeah. Um, or if we did, I missed it. There were there were a few points that I missed because I was just kind of inside because it was not it was not very hot that day. But there was an open bar. I don't know if I told you. Um, and which uh, hold on, had... keep, keeping the theme of uh, two opposites. Ours was sweltering, and there was no bar. So please continue with how you got the opposite wedding of me. Oh, that's good. Um, hold on, did I mention the open bar? I don't think you have. Dude, there is an open bar at this place. Holy so, shit, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Now, I will say, they at the bar they had beer, yeah. wine, and Jack Daniels! Wait, that was it? <laughs> Just Jack? Yep. 
And guess who drank all the Jack Daniels? I'm proud of you, my boy. I'm proud of it's you, my right. child. It was, I did not drink all of it because they had a, uh, they had a leader that they started with. And I'm like, all right, this is fine. And then like, it was, as it was getting empty, I was like, oh no, they're going to be running out. And I come back a few minutes later and they, they've just got a fifth open. Yeah. And it's the end of the world. Um, so, you know, I go back and I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'll get a few. And then, you know, I'll decide to stop. And, you know, I get a few every now and again. I get a drink, go out, dance, get a drink, go out, dance, get a drink, go out, dance. I think, all right, buddy boy's going to cut me off pretty soon. And I go out and get another one. And he's like, hey, you want me to make this next one stronger? Because, you know, I don't have to come back as much. <laughs> you were that bitch. You were that bitch that day. I'm proud of you. And um so I said, yes, please. And God, it was a good act. There was a lot of dancing. We had a lot of fun times with our friends. We played Kirby's Dream Course on the Switch inside the room that we were changing in, which was a pool house. There were leaves in the pool. Um, children danced. Grown people danced. We all danced. We all had a good time. It was a great time. We got back to our apartment at 8 o'clock. P.M.? And, yeah. I was no longer among the living. Yeah. But I did have enough time to be like, ha. And I remember very specifically, oh, shit, the bacon I've got in my fridge is going to go bad. I better make some bacon. It's like, oh, I got to see if these eggs go bad. Oh, I got to make these eggs, too. All right, let me put the bacon in the oven. I'll scramble these eggs up. I scrambled some eggs. I made some bacon. And I don't remember what happened after that, but it was gone in the morning, so... Okay, well, some consumption happened, luckily. It wasn't like the time I was in Orlando. Got... Got... I drank enough to be drunk, but you know your body has that timer of... It has to process it and get you drunk there. It's like a 30-minute window, and I lived 15 minutes away. So, exactly. So I was like, oh, I gotta rush up before this hits. Oh, but McDonald's does look good. And then I woke up in bed with a McDonald's, like, bag next to me. Like, I didn't even eat any of this. Okay. Did we ever, uh, I don't know, I know we discussed my adventures at Podcast Movement and all the free beer I consumed. Did we discuss the open bar and what happened to that one no. fateful Oh, I night? will say that, like, um... Because he drove me and back, I did ask Michael, how was the trip back, by the way? Oh, he said, oh, it was really fun. We we talked a lot. Good. (laughs) Good. He's like, you cried for half of it, but I mean, it was fine by the time you got home. I will say he uh, did uh, ask a friend of his out, and she said yes that night after he took my drunk ass home. Um, and so beforehand, I do know that I was very supportive. Be like, dude, man, I love you. I love you so much, brother. You go, you do this, and you know what? It doesn't matter what happens. You went out, you did it. I'm so proud of you. My favorite is also, I don't know if you remember this, you texted me about this situation saying, Hey man, oh, we, yeah, need I did. To, we need to give him all of our support <laughs> for what he's going through tonight. Give him your energies. Like, yep, okay, buddy. because that was the only people I had left to tell about it because everybody else in my life knew. Yeah. My so favorite like... burn of the night, by the, by the way, came from my friend Hagen. Yeah. Josh and I were talking, um, we were talking about his inside playlist because it was a lot of Fallout music, so it was a lot of older, uh, anywhere between like the 20s to 40s, uh, music. Mm-hmm. And, um, Hagen just says, yeah, you know, you two are a lot alike. Josh is like a Blake with more friends. <laughs> I want to Venmo him money for that. That's how good that is. I know who my true friends are. I was the best man at your wedding, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> your wedding that was a month ago. Yeah, but uh, the podcast movement open bar, it wasn't an open bar. They just gave out drink tickets to people. 
and the oh. drink ticket could not get you liquor, which meant Scotty spent a lot of drink tickets on just getting Coke and ginger beer. And then at one point, I run into some people, and one of them works for the event <laughs> that's going on, and she has a handful of drink tickets. And I go, what? We're supposed to only get two apiece. She goes, hey, shut up. Here's some drink tickets for you. Take those, my friend. I went, oh, okay. Then we walk back in. I get wine because at this point I'm like, well, not only is it free, it's super free. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's terrible free. It's theft free. It's like, I, I am actually stealing this. <laughs> and, uh... I do enjoy, the bartender also remembered me, because as I walked up, he went, another ginger beer. And I went, nope, give me the good juice. Give me the nasty juice of what got fermented, please. That's what I need. I want, sir, I want you to understand this. I want you to give me your rottenest grapes. (laughs) Give me your nastiest raisins, please, and I will have a good time. Well, I I want them freshly crushed. Under the foot of a French maiden. And I also, at the same moment, figured out how they got those drink tickets. Because the bartender had to turn around to swipe someone's credit card. And as he did, the guy reaches over and pulls the entire fishbowl of drink tickets over. And I went, oh, he's just doing a fun goof. Because then he just puts it on the other side again. I'm like, oh, he was goofing that he was gonna steal the drink tickets. It's okay. Then he walks outside, just like Scrooge McDuckin' it, <laughs> with them pouring out of his pocket. I'm like, fuck, damn it. Oh, and that's how you got your drink tickets. And that's how we got all the drink tickets. That's how I had five wines. I don't know what they were, but they were wines, and they were red, and I think I had one that was, like, looked like Flint, Michigan water. Yeah, okay, so you had the special lead wine. I had that lead wine. Oh, so, we've got, like, ten minutes in the opening segment. Do you got a movie idea we can flesh out, buddy? Holy fuck, did we... uh, So, did we either talk for a very long time or a very short time on that one? I think... I think we both went, oh, Blake could fill up a whole segment talking about the wedding. Oh, no. (laughs) You know, it's hard to fill up a segment when you don't remember after a certain point. And it's not, it's one of those that it's like, oh, you remember when this happened? I was like, oh, yeah, that was really funny. I was so many drinks in. But yeah, I remember when uh, two of my friends stole off and they were probably going to do stuff. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, the, bump the uglies. I mean, you you say that it's hard to how, hard to fill out a segment with uh, stuff you don't remember, but we successfully talked about Chewbacca in the red phone booth a couple of weeks ago for a long time, and I know for a fact I don't remember most of that night. No, that's because I remember Chewbacca. <laughs> you you have to remember Chewie. Yeah, it's like the Alamo. You got to remember Chewie. Well, Blake, how about we do this? Because you're the last one, Kimasabi, other than the other friends who aren't married yet. There's quite a few. Nope, it's just you. You're alone. You're alone. Hey, do you want to flesh out my fucking Tinder profile for a segment? <laughs> oh, fuck. No, that's so much better than my idea. I was going to come up with your dream wedding. But no, let's pump up the fucking Tinder profile. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Fuck it up your Tinder. All right, so, I got my Tinder. Oh, shit. Uh, hold on. I'm about to Google top Tinder tips. Scotty, reinstall your Tinder because I'm pretty sure we're still matched on it from the first time that we got Tinder and downloaded it. Yeah, that was. I believe my first match on Tinder was you. That was a very fun night when we set up our Tinders. We were at, at the, Panama City Beach. The worst place to set up Tinder, because it's not like we're at the beach. It's not like we can pursue anything with it. Exactly. That is just for fun. So here are a few Tinder tips for guys from a girl who cares. Okay. D- ditch the selfie. 
but have a photo of your face. So I'm gonna draw. <laughs> I'm gonna draw a Blake, and we'll put that on there. Okay. And now the next advice is pick other great photos. That's pick it. Other great <laughs> photos. That's what I'm missing. I need photos on my Tinder. Scotty, just take some photos right now. Yeah. Uh, share about yourself. A bio that reads just ask isn't giving us a lot of incentive to swipe right. I'd argue that it gives you some. It's some intrigue, is it not? It gives you, yeah, it gives you, you know, you just ask. So, hey, Blake, just maybe, am I into Game of Thrones or murdering people? Just ask. Well, okay, let's share a few facts. Um... <laughs> Scrooge McDuck made money off the Iraq War. Just that's your new Tinder bio. All right, Scrooge McDuck. Well, while you do that, Scrooge did nine eleven. Uh, don't be negative. An informal poll of this writer's female friends brought up the most aggravating issue we run into when looking at guys on Tinder. Hold, hold on. Do you know what? I hear when you say an informal poll of my friends yeah. is anecdotal. Yes, it's exactly. Like, By the way, I heard this through the grapevine. Look, Blake, when you put something like no drama or I'm not here to write novels back and forth to us, it comes across as you being picky and negative, and that's not a good first impression. Which is absolutely untrue, because I will write as many novels at you if you want. So, uh, no, 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 you, you shouldn't do that. You need to novel up. Um, so... Exactly, that's so, it, I got Okay, you. first line we've got down is Scrooge made money off of the Iraq War. Uh, second line is, I will write a novel for you. Um, be courteous, please. <laughs> okay, um, let's do dinner and a show sometime, please. 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 Uh, do you think that's enough pleases? I think that's enough to really get them pleased. And uh, it says, next one is just try a little bit, which basically says, don't say hey to people. Try to comment on the wildest photo. Ask about what we wrote in our profile, even though they just said don't put ask me. Um, don't put... So I should... May ask me, please. That's it. Yes. What's the best movie you've seen recently? And then finally, have fun, Blake. Okay. What's the best movie you've seen recently? Home Alone Two. <laughs> and there we go. We should be set, right? Uh, yeah. But now you're gonna have all them hottie bo bodies coming after you. And you gotta know what to do. You gotta know step two. Which is why I'm currently looking up the best Tinder pickup lines. And I have never been more afraid of a Google <laughs> search in my life. Yeah, just play that bad boy out. Let's see, let's see what happens. Oh god, boy, the, the lines, the lines are so bad. Um, give me some. Hey, gorgeous. Will you be my Tinderella? <laughs> oh, God. Tinderelli, Tinderelli, and then Tinderelli. I've had a crush on you for two hours. Roses are red, violets are blue. We're a match on Tinder, so I think we should fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's the best one so far. That's the best one. 69 miles away, huh? Well, that's ironic. Now, for that one, you do need to be specifically 69 miles away, so you do need to confirm where they live, get in your car, and drive 69 miles away from it. Yep, so it's already going to be strange enough because, like, hey, where you live. Yeah. What's now, uh, what's the what's the address digit so I can get sixty nine miles away from you? Oh wait, no, 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 no! You, it's it's purely clinical up to that point. It's like, could you inform me of your location? Thank you very much. Um, 
I will begin the flirtations in just approximately, oh, I'd say probably an hour and a half based on how far away I need to get. I am not a robot. I am not a robot. Ahem. 69 miles away. Well, that's ironic. Six, only 69. Okay. This one's very... I think this one might be the most successful, and it's just going to Whole Foods. Want me to pick you up anything? That's pretty good. That's I, really I actually good. like that one, because it's it's helpful, and it's not too weird. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey... I live 69 miles away from you. Nice, by the way. You want me to go to Whole Foods? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that way they begin to feel what it's like to already be in the relationship that you're a caring boy who goes to the Whole Foods and picks you up things. Mm-hmm. You have any now, prescriptions th- you need me to pick up? Anything like that? I'll get your dog from the groomers. Now this one... I will have to ask you to pay me, though. I'm, I'm looking for a job. Now, this one is very... It's gonna take some leaps to really get anyone interested after saying this one to them, but it's, Hey, girl, you must be a small amount of red phosphorus, and I must be a tiny wooden stick, because we're a match together. I feel like that one would be very specific. Yeah, like, if you if you, <laughs> if you match with an arsonist, perhaps you could use this one. Oh... Maybe I could look for ar- arsonists only, please. Arsonistsonly.com, the number one website for ha- for dating hot arsonists. You don't have to be lonely. <laughs> yeah, arsonistsonly.com. Um, Maybe this- I should start looking for farmers. Does this mean I won't be a virgin by the end of the week? That's the fucking worst one, I think. Whoops. That one's uh, bad. That one's bad. Um, if I were an NES cartridge, would you blow me? Okay, now, there were some good ones, but now there's not. Now, hold on. Hold on. That one may have some merit. <laughs> because what if you get somebody who's got gamer in their profile? Oh, epic gamer. And they gamer. get it. And I'd say, I need someone to help me blow all my old cartridges. Now, I like this one. Sunday and then priori- you send the unsolicited dick pic. Yeah. Uh, Sunday priorities. Netflix, exercise, or bottomless mimosas. I like that. That kind of helps you figure out what kind of what kind of person you're connecting with. Yeah. And if they say all three, then you win. You win. <laughs> Literally, you win. There's another Whole Foods pickup line. I'm not sure why they're so horny for Whole Foods on here. Now, Blake. Wait, wait, wait. What was the other Whole Foods pickup line? Oh, this Why are you just going to leave me hanging like that? This, I'm sorry. It's sorry it took me so long to message. I was at Whole Foods. <laughs> you want me to go back? That's it. Oh, wait, no, it's, I was at Whole Foods trying to figure out what you like for breakfast. You seem like a muffin type of gal to me. Muffins? Uh, Muffins? Maybe I'm just bluffing with my muffin. (laughs) Mike, this is my favorite one! This is... I, I just want you to... I'm going through and seeing all of these pervert ones of if I were a watermelon, would you spit or swallow my seeds? No. Do you like Nintendo? We would look good together. And then there's just one that's in all caps, and it just says, you, number, now! <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole thing. Oh, yes, this is a part of our abusive boyfriend pack. This is my thing. You could be my Harley Quinn because I'm the Joker, baby. That's who I am. Gonna hit you with a big hammer. I really, if the fucking Joaquin Phoenix, (laughs) apparently very good Joker film, does not include a scene where he's like, I'm no longer old, old nasty man. I'm the Joker now, baby. That's, That's gonna be what wins him the Oscar right there. I'm the Joker, Bobby. Yeah. How is Joker formed? <laughs> How is Bobby Joker formed? Okay, Blake, I'm getting a notice right now, and Tinder wants to sponsor us. But, unfortunately... Oh, why? But, unfortunately, they're not going to start paying us for a few weeks, which means today we got to go to the Shill Station! Ding, ding. Woo!
So you know what, Scotty? Hey. You know what makes all of this worth it? Hey, girl. You know what? What? Hey, girl. You wanna you wanna come no. over to my house tonight and? Welcome to the Shill Station. Welcome. I'm to exactly the shill- 69 miles away from your house. <laughs> Would you like to come over tonight and maybe support a few local creators? <laughs> hey, maybe, hey, even if you don't like that, just visit the website. You want to get, you want to know what really gets daddy's rocks up? So we can fuck! <laughs> <laughs> He's going to patreon.com slash load of BS. It's the website where I'm, I'm just now watching the Twitch stream and all everyone at home can see currently is a lot of my hair and that's it. So if you guys are into hair play, go to the YouTube channel and check Ooh, all this out. we're gonna up. get down! Oh no, Blake's being horny in the background. At the Shield Station. Anyways, patreon.com slash load BS is the, is the website where you can go support the BS boys. You get to become an official BS Moon Marine and you get access moon to... Moon Marines get to fuck! And you get access to the exclusive show you paid for this, where me and Blake Netflix and chill for a couple hours as we watch. You ter- get to pay for our bodies. <laughs> okay, as we watch terrible movies and commentate over them. Uh, we did. We've done Cat in the Hat. We've done Ready to Rumble. We did that one weird Jason Momoa cannibal movie. Sometimes we kiss. I do- we record in separate areas. I'm not sure how we do. But we do. Okay, we do 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 do. We do do the kisses on the show. We give out free kisses. We give out free kisses. You get access. This is the worst show station of all time. You get access to our Discord, where you get and you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Patreon Saints of a load of BS. Scott Moore, Deborah Moore, my parents. That's just what they fucking are. Radish. Um the fucking we're team, inclusive in the shill station the team behind associates anonymous they're all supporting us at patreon.com slash load of bs and we want your support too honey but blake i've, I've just I, we i'm done swipe I, right on that i'm I, i'm noticing i'm on, I'm on your i'm on your fucking tinder profile right now and i'm noticing that your shirt, your body, it's all decked out in these sexy clothes. Okay, you have to stop doing this voice now. Because we're going to merch. Download a purebs.com. Doing what, boys? <laughs> merch. Download a purebs.com. That's where you can buy all of our merchandise. You got yeah. our shirts. You got our posters. You got all of the stuff for all the shows. Whether it be a load of BS for right now, opposite attractions, fight boys, we got everything for your everyday need. We even got cups. And we've got those sexy cups for you to drink wine with your lover out of. So we good. We can fuck at those cups. That's right. You tell them guy in the back of Blake's room was really fucking horny for some reason. I, I'm horny for cups. Oh yeah, he's so horny for cups. This is the horniest shill station that's ever been. I'm surprised we still have viewers on Twitch at this point, but God, y'all, I do. It's me! Oh, you're the one watching it? Way too horny! What's what's your name, Horny Jim? Oh, wait, I guess I just gave it away. It's Horny Jim. Hey, buddy! You ruined the surprise! I'm sorry, Horny Jim. But if you want to get any of those sexy, sexy clothes and sexy cups... You can get it at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest... Plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown. The plaid is plaid on the plaid. The man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid. Blake Tanner. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! Well, Scotty, please tell me that you brought something better than what just happened.
Um, I did, and it's because I've been really into that '90s nostalgia now. Watching the the old Ducktales and the other '90s things, you so know. So yeah, Ducktales. We're just '90s kids, and so you've been watching a lot of Ducktales. This has nothing to do with Ducktales. I need you to get off the Ducktales train because my pitch has nothing to do with Ducktales. So it has everything to do with Ducktales, is what you're telling me right here. My, I want you to think back to all of those shows and their main characters who may or may not have been ducks. And the fact that a lot of those Disney Channel kind of shows... Dis, and I guess Nickelodeon had a few shows that did this as well. And also, like, the ABC and Foxes. They would have episodes every once in a while where the beginning of the show was all happy and fun and go go happy. And then Will just got shot. <laughs> And then Carlton is going to buy a gun. And then it's a very special episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I want us to come up with a very special episode of... It could be a load of BS. It could be a different show. Also, so, I don't know... Do we want to Do we want to go full uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas might have cancer in Home Improvement? I mean, we could do that. Now... There's an episode, I don't know if this was a very special episode, or if it just seemed like it to me. Was the episode of Boy Meets World where Sean gets in trouble for putting a cherry bomb in someone's mailbox considered a very special episode? I don't think so. I I wasn't a huge Boy Meets World watcher, so I don't know that one. Let me, Corey goes to his room. And Sean is there, and Sean is just like, I'm on the run from the law. What did you do? I put a bomb in someone's mailbox. Okay. I I can't remember how it ends. I think Feeney comes and is just like, young man, don't put any more bombs in mailboxes. You know, it would have been a lot better if um, he continued on. I put a bomb in a mailbox. And it blew old lady Dithers to pieces. Old lady Diddler? Dithers. Okay. That's an old lady name. You sure you don't want old lady Diddler coming out? I Well, well, let me tell you something, Sean. You may have killed the old lady, but that's old lady Diddler. She had been diddling everybody up and down the street for years now. You no, prevented it's a... multiple diddlings. It's... It's a code name. It's not even an old lady. It's an old lady diddler. <laughs> it takes it. His, takes advantage of old ladies. And then at the end of the episode, a hand shoots out of the dirt, and it's the diddler coming back. And fucking Sean then takes on the mantle of being the bat person, and it's bat person versus diddler. Yeah, that definitely sounds right, because it sounds like something that would be totally okay to do in the 90s, and not really great to bring up today. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which I think is really good for us right now. Oh, I mean, it's like, uh, I, like we were talking about before the show, the Candlejack episode of Freakazoid, where they decided to make a villain who just takes kids, and that was the whole plot, and we were all like, yeah, that's fine. This is cool, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's A-okay. There's not going to be a problem here. We're just going to take kids. We're only going to imply that they were taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the, uh, what show do we want to do a very special? Okay, well, let's start with the problem first. What's a problem in America today that needs to be solved through a very special episode? Because it used to be the chronic. It used to be alcohol or cigarettes. What's an issue that's pervasive in America right now that's hurting the kids that could really... <laughs> you know, I don't know. I really don't know what we do. What's up in the... Something that's been in the news recently. So that something that's really just got the kids is people who are. This has now become unlistenable. Everyone is very confused at home. It's vaping. It's all, this is all about Jonathan Taylor Thomas finding a vape 
in the yard and it's like what's this all about and then he sucks on it like the mask oh is this gonna be our new just the pilot for our new jonathan taylor thomas show yeah it's called i'm everyone's dad it's all about jonathan taylor thomas because he caused a lot of chaos for dads in the 90s he now has to pay for it my name is earl style by being a dad to all the kids. All the kids get a JTT for one day, and that's it. So it's like a it's a sitcom, but where he goes around to to these kids, like Big Brother style. Except no, no, no. he's your big, big daddy. daddy style. Big Daddy. And so it's it's called JTT Big Daddy. <laughs> or do we do Big Daddy JTT? It could be that uh, as well. I like both of them. We'll 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 workshop it. We'll see what the audience thinks. Mm-hmm. We'll do the testers. And it's him just being dads. He he's going from town to town, putting right what once re- went wrong, and what went wrong was a lack of dads. Could does he uh does he always have or is it a service he offers where he's just a dad for hire and he comes out and is dadding all the kids, but then it leads to some crank callers where he has to dad for. Uh, Tim Allen for a week. He shows up and Tim Allen's there and he's just real grumpy and racist. Like, you're <laughs> my dad now. Now I'm I'm the son. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin your show for the last two seasons. <laughs> oh, you think it's gonna be fun with another cancer scare, kid? <laughs> we'll see how you have to deal with it. <laughs> where, where? I have cancer. Where, where? you gonna deal with it dad okay so tim allen's the villain right yeah tim allen's the villain now tim allen is the swiper of the affair where the majority of the episode is just jtt having to help out the kids and making the kids happy but tim allen's also there and he comes in and like starts messing with shit halfway through the episode like a little scamp and the kid has to be like tim allen no racism no racism and tim has to scamper away oh yep he's gotta scare him off there's one episode that just gets us canceled where tim allen does try to do blackface yeah so what's the okay i i brought up my name is earl and i like that a lot that in uh what was it, A Hundred Good Deeds of Eddie McDowd, where the guy gets turned into a dog and has to be really good to not be a dog? Could I could I make a sidebar? Whoever thought up A Hundred Good Deeds for Eddie McDowd, they were really, really highly estimating how much they would get a hundred episodes, oh, at yeah. least. <laughs> like, was the finale just him being like, ah, oh, fuck, there's like... 50 good deeds left, son of a bitch. Quick speed round, baby! Yep. Well, and you see, um, what happens is the old man that turned Eddie into a dog is just like, it's alright, I know how you can get all those 50 good deeds out of the way right now. You just gotta be a dog dad. Be dog dad, JDD. So, okay, what is, what caused jtt to get this curse on him what is the story of why he has to go be the perfect dad now also 100 good deeds for eddie mcdowd did not get 100 episodes by the way um it ended on a cliffhanger which you know it's just it's gonna be there forever yeah not if not if we get our dirty, filthy mitts on it. We're going to do it up a whole sh- one final episode that's nothing but old Eddie McDowd doing a bunch of good deeds. Is it going to be like a reverse spinoff where we resolve Eddie McDowd's big problem in an episode of another show? No, no, no. It's a new show. Okay, wait, hold on. Yeah, you're right. What's the cliffhanger? Does it say? Is it like Eddie jumps off? A, a, a diving board, and it's unsure if he delivers the elbow drop in the match or not. No, I'm pretty sure that it was just... Yeah, it was cancelled when he only had about 40 deeds done. Okay, so... So, he's gotta get 60 out of the way. He's gotta get those 60 out of the way in one episode by teaming up with JTT to be the best dog dad ever. No, no, that's the, the season finale of our show. Because obviously, or the series finale, is JTT teams up with Eddie McDowd. And they both get all of their... He gets all of his kids out of the way while Eddie gets all of his good deeds out of the way. 
Now, unless we want to do this show more like a, say, an American Horror Story style, where every season is just a little, like, it's got a different self-contained story, but it's still all- JTT solving, like, one family's problem through being a best dad. Yeah. And our first season is he's got to help Eddie McDowell dad up, because he's been a dog for 20 years now. It's called A Hundred Good Deeds for Eddie McDad. Is that episode's title? Is Eddie McDad? We gotta be Eddie McDad. Or is the, ho- is the whole show just JTT going into different reality, not reality, like sitcoms, and showing the dad how not to be a useless piece of shit that almost every sitcom dad is? Every sitcom dad is a bumbling piece of shit. And here comes JTT to be like, let me fix you, Peter. Now, I will say, a sitcom dad is either a bumbling idiot, an asshole, or Carl Winslow. Yeah. The best dad on earth. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the Who put up with so much shit. (laughs) The series finale is he meets Carl Winslow and he's like, okay, but... You don't seem that bad. And he's like, I'm not bad. And neither are you. Congratulations, Jonathan. You've been released. What? You fixed all the dads. Come with me now to dad world. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Actually, this is just your next step. I'm the one that's being released. And you got to deal with my family now. Have fun. And he walks out of one door. And then all of a sudden you hear the other one break down. Did I do that? <laughs> no, I thought you were saying that he's like fucking Red Skull in Endgame. <laughs> I can only lead those to a treasure that I cannot possess. Being a, a good one, dad. It's a number one dad coffee mug. <laughs> okay, so we've done it. We've created... What was it? Is it JTT Big Daddy? JTT Super Dad? JTT Daddy JTT? Like Daddy 911 except it's JTT? Mecha Dad JTT is what I'm really feeling. Jason Tyler Thomas, Dad to the Stars. Jason Tyler Thomas? Jason Tyler Thomas, that's his new name now. Jeffrey Thompson Tyler, the greatest character actor of our generation. Johnny TT Boy. JT Baby. John Tina. Tina. Uh, Taylor Thomas, the actor formerly known as Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and his dad world. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> we cannot keep doing this. Taylor Taylor Thomas dad. Taylor dad Thomas. So okay, like, that's we, it. We did. It's perfect now. We made uh, JTT core. <laughs> Which is, the, that's actually the spinoff, is when it's a bunch of JTTs lined up, and they're an army, and they fight, yeah, they fight galactic dads. They, t- they, they fight Galactus, the, the dad to the world. Dad of the universe! Dad of the, but now the original I, dad. But now I have a very important ask to question you on this very chaotic episode, which is, what was awesome this week? Old boy! I, I feel like the low-hanging fruit to say what was awesome this week was uh, getting an open bar, but I will, I will... Wait, what? Wait, wait, where was the open bar? What? Oh, dude, I'll tell you about the open bar afterwards. I don't okay. think it would make really good podcasting. Uh, okay, cool, um, thanks. But, uh, it was it's just seeing your friends get married and being happy, then having a good time with all of them being happy, just hanging out with your friends especially friends that you've had for a long time, you'd be like, everyone else would say, you know what, you're going to lose those friends eventually. Like, you don't ever stay friends with the friends you made in high school. And I say, fuck you, kind person, because you are wrong. So it's good. It's always good seeing our friends whenever we get together and hang out. We do it, like, at least once a month, if not more. And that's that's just really the best thing in the world. That's really what's awesome. Did you cry? Did you? Did you cry? Did you do a cry? 
Oh my gosh, yeah, I I I cried at our ceremony at the ceremony we went to because at one point his voice broke and I broke. He was just like, I just wanted to tell you. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, no, don't do. I this. cried. I I cried at both the ceremonies I've been doing the last couple months. So. This was the only other wedding I had been to since I was, like, 12. I was 12, and then this was my next... I've never been to a wedding not as part of the groom party. That's so weird. Oh, no, neither have I. Not since I was very young. And even yeah. then, I was a ring bear. You're a bear? I was a ring bear, yeah. I was... I am ring bear. Well, my They dressed thing... me up. I look more like an Ewok than a bear, but it, it tracked. Oh my god, and you were about as tall as you were in the photos for the wedding this time. Listen here. This hey, little... It's me, it's Blit Tanner. I'm a little boy. You know what? Not only are you going to get your first ass kicking, you're going to get your second ass kicking. I just love the fact that I... I've never been a bully my entire life unless it's to my friends. And my friends will be like, Hey, you fucking short piece of shit. What's up, you little goblin? Oh, uh, you know what? You're going to get your second ass kicking. And then 11 seas. And then afternoon tea. <laughs> afternoon tea. That's not a euphemism. We're just going to stop and go have some fucking tea. You're going to get 11 seas. You're going to get luncheon where I'll kick your ass. Afternoon tea where I'll kick your ass. And dinner, where we're going to have a nice little stew. And then I kick your ass! So, anyway. <laughs> my thing that was awesome this week. I've what got was two. awesome this week, Scotty? Other than me kicking your ass! Eh, uh, uh, my favorite thing this week was open bar. <laughs> That's what I enjoyed. So, I got Oh, by the way, did I tell you about the open bar? Yeah, yeah. So I got two things that were awesome. Number one is uh, I wanted to watch... Do you know Julio Torres, the stand-up comic? Nope. He's basically pure bisexual energy put into one body. And he released a special on HBO called My Favorite Shapes. And it's hilarious, and I wanted to watch it today. So I got us a seven-day free trial of uh, HBO, which means that I also started... My first thing that's awesome this week, which is Barry, the Bill Hader show. Holy shit. Like, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, everyone loves it, but for like me and you who are theatrically trained, it's an amazing show. Because like, not only are they... Because a lot of people, if they try to do theater accurately, like behind-the-scenes theater and plays, they will show the good side of theater... This one shows the dirty side, and I like it. Like, the teacher they have does shit that we had teachers in college that would do. Like, run up to the female actress and start screaming at her about how she's gonna be a failure. Then once she starts crying, being like, good, use that, do the scene, and then walking away. You know, and... <laughs> and all, of course, just all the stress that goes along with it, the gossip... The shit-talking. All the good theater stuff. The murder. <laughs> now, we promised we wouldn't talk about that. Also, Bill Hader is... He's one of those people that you didn't expect to be a theatrical tour de force, but my god, he is. He is so good in this show. Like, I, I was like, oh yeah, that's just Barry. And it's weird to think of a Russian mobster as the funniest comic relief possible, but one of the mobsters that he's, like, interacting with is the funniest person on the planet. He plays Victor Zaz in Gotham, and he's just this funny-ass, you know, like, like he, I believe the Wikipedia description is a non-violent gangster. <laughs> like, there's an episode where uh, he's tweeting Barry, and he's just like, here's the address, go kill this man, end his life. Please delete everything that I just sent you. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Uh, and my second favorite thing is something I feel like you'll get really intrigued with. And it's something that I got for a 90% discount. Okay. Because they were going to throw it out because it was broken. And at work, if something is broken, they just throw it in the garbage can which I've let slide a few times. Like, oh, that's sad that that's getting thrown away, even though it used to cost like $5,000. But this time I could not take it, Blake. I couldn't take it, and I fought, 
and then I proved to them that this was a perfectly working device, and then they sold it to me at a 90% discount, which means that your boy is the brand new owner of a fucking espresso machine. Fuck yes! <laughs> How is it? It's <laughs> like that was that was the closest thing I've ever heard to a diabolical laugh come from you. Of <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. That's your fifth fifth ass kicking of the day. Man, I really, I really hope you have one last good night with your family. Because <laughs> I've taken that espresso machine for my own. <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. I mean, it's, I never knew how an espresso machine worked, so I learned how to make it work. And I also got Death Wish coffee, which is the strongest coffee on the market, which is why I've been awake. I've been more awake than I've been in my entire life for the past few days. It's actually, it's a very good coffee. I can barely have it. It just gives, it gives me such bad heartburn, but God, it's so good. Well, it doesn't have like that acidic acidity that most coffee turns me off on. Cause I can take the bitterness of coffee, but there's like this weird acidic afternote that happens every single time and it tastes like crap and I can't do it. I don't get any of that with this. And also, and I'm not going to lie. This is a hundred percent. The reason I saved it and got it for my own. It has a milk foamer. It has a fun little thing that you put in the milky, and the milky gets all foamy, and you put it on top of your drink, and it tastes really, really good. Never say the phrase, the milky gets all foamy again, please. (laughs) The milky gets all foamy, Blake. It's good, good milky, Blake. Now ruined espresso for me again. Thank (laughs) you for taking something away I enjoy. Also... It makes, it, like, just spits out hot water for me to make tea, which, beforehand, I had to drag out pots and pans and shit to boil water to make tea, and now I can just turn it, and it spits out the spout, and I make it, and it's good, and I've got an espresso machine, and this is the kind of person I am now. I will say, the best thing about having, uh... Because we've got a coffee maker that does uh, hot water on demand. Yeah. Those things are just fucking good. Yeah, it's really good. I was never a super tea guy until I realized, like, oh, I'm drinking shitty tea. <laughs> like, I've, like, I've had, now that I've gotten into having, like, orange cinnamon tea or ginger tea or good spicy boy tea, I'm like, oh, I was just drinking bad tea this whole time. That's been my issue. <laughs> I'm a fan of a nice Earl Grey. Earl Grey? Is that spicy? Earl Grey. Is it spicy? Oh. I, I, I like a chai. A chai is very good for me. Okay, we've got to stop. We cannot master Hope one. you like tea talk with Blakey Scotty. We've, we've, we've descended into madness, my boy. We've got it in the show. So where can people find you or the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. You can find me in the deepest depths of hell as I get ready for uh, our first performance on this Friday, September 27th. If you live in the Birmingham area and if you listen to this podcast, come down to Birmingham Festival Theater to see us in a production. Not me and Scotty, but me and other people in a production of... um, the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. It's super funny and it's super fun to actually do. Yeah, it's, it's just a great very show. hectic and hellish. So once we get it on its feet with an audience, we need we need you. Yeah, um, I Gazi drive down from whichever Carolina you live in. It's okay. I got tickets for it by giving Blake a bottle of whiskey, which is the closest thing that I could really use to describe our friendship ever. Um, and you can find me in a playground, Master Wayne. I put all the gyms and the Scotties in the playground because some men just want to watch the world burn. Also, find me on Twitter. It's Scotty Mo. S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And what do we fall, Master Bruce? To get to get back up? No, so this pod, to, to end the podcast. 
we just we if, we don't we keep falling because the show's over. We don't on free. All right. Anyways, buy my books on Amazon and also. I know I talked about the fact that we were going to have new shows coming down the pipeline, and I can now officially announce the brand new show coming to the BS Network. It is called Me Again. It is a self-help podcast about helping myself. It's essentially a show where I document every single day on my self-help journey to show you guys that, yeah, it would be cool to meditate every day. But it's okay if some days you miss it. And it helps. It's it's basically me using you guys as a journal. That's what it really is. Is me being like, I'm just going to publish this. Because if I don't have accountability, I'm not going to follow through on anything. So yeah. it's I, a- I thought you were going to say, it's me using you as... You're not the one getting self-help in this podcast. It's all me. I mean, yeah, that's that's the premise of it. It's a self-help show about helping myself. I'm the only one getting helped on that show. So make sure to subscribe to it on iTunes when it comes out, which should be next Monday. Uh, it'll also be on the BS Network YouTube channel, and you'll be able to find it on our website at a load of purebs.com. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song, Ric Flair. You can find Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes just by searching Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. You get their album on Spotify, iTunes, just about anywhere you can get albums. They are a great Scottish funk band. And as they announced on Twitter, it's been one year. One year since Ric Flair was released, and I saw it on YouTube and looked at Blake and said, we gotta get this crazy Scotsman on the show. And we did, and it was phenomenal. It was really amazing that you looked at, that you were able to look at me because we live so far away from each other. <laughs> No, I was like, Blake is looking west. If I look east at this exact moment, I will. we will align. That's not how directions work. If you're looking west and I'm looking east, I mean like... We're looking the opposite direction of each other. Wait. Shut up. Never eat soggy waffles. Yeah, hold on. You're right, I guess. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. What it was was my gaze went all the way around the earth. And looped around to meet yours. But I was looking at a tree. Yeah, so, uh, well, I looked through the tree with my nightcrawler vision. Make sure to find us on Twitter at a load of your PS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week.